plan to spice up the NFL season was to add man-eating tigers to the game. <laughs> we lost a lot of great players that day, and, and that was my bad. Now I'm bringing you the Caesars Sportsbook app. It's got live in-game betting, parlays, and Caesars rewards, people. It's even better than Tiger Ball. Must be 18. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. On the 8th of August, the new film from Masaki Yuasa, Ride Your Wave, is coming out from G-Kids Films and Shout Factory on Blu-ray, DVD and digital in the US. And to celebrate that fact, we have got an interview that was conducted by our contributor, LB May, with Merritt Layton, who plays the main character, in the English dub of the film. And just to let you know that you can happily listen to it when you haven't seen the film. There's no spoilers. Don't need to worry about that. And if you are interested in the craft of voice acting and what it's like to be a voice actor or are an aspiring voice actor, then you'll find it particularly interesting, I think. So I hope you enjoy the interview. <laughs> My name is Elvie Mae Parian, and I am a contributor to Animation for Adults, a site dedicated to delivering news, reviews, and all sorts of things having to do with animation. Animation for Adults believes that animation is a limitless medium that is for everyone and has something to offer for everyone. Ride Your Wave is an anime film directed by Misaki Yuasa. Um, essentially a girl meets boy story, it follows a young woman who has moved to an oceanside town to, to fulfill and indulge in her passion for the water and surfing. She meets a firefighter, the two fall in love, and tragedy unfortunately ends up reshaping their lives and raises, raises questions about their future. Uh, the film debuted at the Annecy International Animation Film Festival last year in 2019 and later premiered in Japan not long after. It finally later had a theatrical release in North America earlier this year in February, distributed by G-Kids. And now, Ride Your Wave is gearing up for a home and digital release pretty soon, later on in August. Uh, today, I will be talking with Mary Layden, an actress who has provided her voice talents to Ride Your Wave for the character Hinako Mukaimizu, our central protagonist. So thank you so much for having this chat with me from a distance. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yep. <laughs> Can you talk to me about your career? Where did you start? How did you get to where you are today? Um, what brought you into the world of voice acting? Because I know you previously had some live action roles. And, you know, now that you have reached to this point where you're providing your talents to double role in an Amy feature, can you talk to me about that? Well, I've been acting for around 11 years now. It's been a while. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> I, I started really young because I was just, I, well, I thought that the TV was a little magic universe in a, in a box. I didn't think it was an actually like, like people I knew could be on TV. I didn't know you could be in the TV. Um, and so the, the minute I found out that, I could be on TV. I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to be in the magic box. And so I asked my mom, I was like, mom, I need to be in the magic box. She's just like, uh, no, I know what goes on in the business. You're, you're too young. No. And my dad was just like, well, maybe if you just believe it'll happen. I was like, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, what? Five. I was like five. Um, and then we got a call from, I think it was an agent saying that they wanted to represent me because my mom's a photographer and I found my photo on her website of me being all sassy and 
um, weird, um, sticking my tongue out and being a complete dork. Um, and they thought that I was uh, potential for their um, for their management or their agency. So I, um, and then ever since then, I've been acting and I've been loving it. And I'm, I'm, all the time, I was just like, "Are are you sure you want to do this? Are you done? Or is this I'm like, "No, nope, this is what I want to do." Um, and my family is super supportive. Um, yeah, I did a lot of commercials when I first started out because I was had so much energy, especially when I was a kid. I was like bouncing off the walls, and so that was a really um, good point. Like, like it was a thing that everyone kind of gravitated towards me when I did commercials because the high energy just, um, yeah. But then I got my first voiceover role. I've done a lot of on camera, but I got my first voiceover role since we're talking about voiceover, and I love voiceover. <laughs> um, uh, I got my first voiceover role as Lucinda the Witch on Sophia the First when I was around nine, nine and a half-ish. And oh my gosh, I loved it so much. I got to work with um, Sam, Sam Rig Rigel, Rig is it Regal? I, um, uh, Regal, I believe, yes. Yeah, Regal. I just, I, I remember just when I call, called him Sam when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, <laughs> he was so nice and I got to meet Ariel Winter um, and see her do Sophia's voice. And I, I, cause I was lucky enough to be um, in an episode where they were doing one of those big cast readings. Cause usually in voiceover, you don't meet um, many of the ca other cast members and you don't even usually hear their voice unless it's like a very like scene where you have to be very on top of each other. Like, like this, like, a, like the Lucinda the Witch episode that I was a part of, I played Lucinda the Witch and I needed to be able to play off of the others. And so I got to um, record with um, Diamond and Isabel um, and Ariel, and we were all together and it was really fun. And I just, I've been in love with voiceover ever since. I actually saw a picture, my mom took a picture through the window um, of the booth. Um, and I, my, and I was like nine and I, in the picture, my smile was just so wide while I was recording. Uh, I just love doing it so much. And so ever since then, I've been like addicted, I swear, um, to voiceover. And I've been into anime since like 2012. So I've been I've been loving and watching anime for years. And I've all my number one of my number one goals like in life was to be a character in an anime mm -hmm. and do a dub, whether it be the Japanese original version or a dub. I just wanted to be a part of the anime industry somehow because it is inspired me. It's inspired me so much throughout my life. And honestly it, it really shaped my my likes and interests and everything and so it, i just i love anime so much and so when i got the call that i had booked hinako because um i think i auditioned for two um two of the roles and um i didn't i i mean i had just started auditioning for more anime now and i'm really happy about it and i was so shocked to even hear that we got a response for um this one I was just like, oh my gosh, what? This, this movie's so amazing, right? It's so incredibly stunning. I cried so much when I watched it. And my mom was just like, um, have you read your email? You need to read this. Um, and I was just like, what is it? She's just like, you just got an email that you booked Hinako. Which one is that? And I was just like, what? No, you're lying. <laughs> I was like, no, you read it wrong. It must be a mistake. It has to be a mistake. You just read it wrong. And she's just like, no. And then she read the whole thing out to me. I was like, let me read it. And so I read it like four times and uh -huh. I still couldn't believe it. And I was like, I was like in shock and I was like crying because <laughs> I was so happy because it's not only my like first anime role, but it's a movie about water, which is something I've loved my whole life. I've loved the ocean and water and swimming. I've just loved it since I was a 
little kid and for it to be about the ocean and for me to be able to sing and it's the lead like my my I was just <laughs> my brain was exploding so yeah I mean I've been doing it for 11 years so I skipped over a lot of things but that's kind of how I got to where I am right now it's pretty crazy I'm really lucky so it sounds like this film like kind of checked off a lot of boxes for you in a way um oh no yeah for sure I'm going to reevaluate my life's bucket list now <laughs> like oh my gosh it's so incredible and to be able to work with Stephanie and um and Michael like oh my gosh those um Stephanie Shea and Michael Center Nicholas are oh my gosh they're see I can say Center Nicholas but I can't say Regal oh my gosh <laughs> it's fine um, it's fine it's fine it's very but um <laughs> Like, the, oh my gosh, they're so amazing. Michael was so nice. He helped us set up everything because it, it was recorded remotely at my home, in my home studio, which is just my closet, like our closet in our house that we've modified to become a studio. So we put like foam on the walls and filled it with all of our giant stuffed animals that we use it as padding. So it, it's just a stuffed animal closet basically everywhere and blankets everywhere to dampen the noise. And we had to like stick my iPad up on the wall and he was just helping us get everything set up tech and technical wise. And he was so nice. And I was like, oh, I was so excited because I was just like, oh my gosh, he's done so many things that I have watched and he's so talented and I'm so blessed to being able to work with these people. And having Stephanie being the voice director is just like, oh my God, because Sailor Moon was my first anime that I ever watched. And so it's like all coming full circle because yeah. I also watched Osamatsu-san um, and Jushimatsu is my favorite, um, sex tuplet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Todomatsu is my second favorite because he's cute and pink, but Jushimatsu is like, um, like, I feel like I am him because he's very, like, <laughs> all the time and uh -huh. always is happy and always smiling, even when it's a sad moment and, like, awkward, and I relate to that. So, yeah, me and my sister say we're Ichimatsu and Jushimatsu because we're best friends and we're also related and, my sister is like really like emo and I'm like super optimistic. And so we say that we're like each other, but um, yeah. So if we're to be, it, I was just like, I, I was, I said, Oh my gosh, this is my, I'm doing a lead in an anime film where I get to sing and I'm working with Jushimatsu and Sailor Moon. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. Like that, that is really overwhelming. And then you're like the main character, like there's so many layers to this that, you know, this is such an yeah. exciting time for you, you know, like such a pivotal moment in your like life. And like you said, like, I don't know, now I got to like go back through my like goals and stuff. Like I got to yeah. reevaluate. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Like, uh, I mean, I truly do. I, I, I identify as a um, fangirl, but like a fangirl connoisseur, like, you know, like, <laughs> I, like, like I, try to be respectful but I am very deep into the things that I love and I love them very deeply and so um it's just it feels like after what seven years of doing voiceover it's just oh it's been so amazing but yeah it was a lot of lines as well so yeah it was crazy it was so much fun <laughs> can you talk a little bit about um how the process when it comes to dubbing animes is pretty much kind of different compared to normal voiceover. Can you talk a little about oh, that yeah, and like share other stories behind the booth? No, yeah, for sure. It was a lot um, different, a lot more different than I expected. Mm 
um, because you think, oh, they're both voiceover, so they've got to be similar. And I mean, I guess in that way, they are similar. They're both voiceover, right? And you both need the same kind of um, like capabilities to be able to do it, like the same, like, you have to be able to do the, the voice consistently and be able to act through strictly through your voice acting, which is like the same kind of thing. But the way I go, you go about it is so different. And I didn't even know until I got this role that how different it was because I mean, it, and dubbing anime is a lot like ADR um, in like my, in Western animation that I've done where you see the picture and you get to have to like kind of match the picture and they already have a read in mind. So you don't get to like, cause in normal, like not normal, but Western voiceover where you get to like create the character from the ground up um, and there's no animation to go off of. It's just um, your read that inspires the animation, right? right. Um, a line can that is written can go any direction. So if it's like, um, something that's just like saying, um, ex hey, excuse me, it could be like, hey, excuse me, or it could be like, hey, excuse me, or hey, excuse me, right? Like there's a whole bunch of ways to say like sentences and intonation changes everything, especially in English, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, none of those reads would be quote unquote wrong um, in when you're doing it to no um, animation, like when it's the original recording, right. um, it could be something completely different than what the voice director had in mind, but they actually like it more. And so they decided to keep it. Um, it's just like, Oh, that was a really interesting choice. Uh, I really like that. So we're going to keep it. Right. So, but in anime, the, the picture is already there. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can't go too you can't stray too far from the original, um, emotion that was being felt during that line. And, I, I understand we and we really want to preserve the original film in the in the new language right um so you have to try and capture that original performance's emotion without trying to recreate it because um stephanie shea has taught me a lot especially after recording for hours every day for like three weeks um i got to learn a lot from her and the one of the most the, the thing that stuck with me like really the most one of the things that stuck with me a lot was her saying like you you need to try not to do result based acting um and that basically means like you can't act trying to get your voice to sound a certain way like you can't act in a way like oh i need to make this part sound sad and this part and like try and get your voice to do the right thing you have to feel the emotion truly to get that emotion to come across because if you try to like, it's almost like you're trying to fake it. Um, and it sounds not as genuine and it sounds like you're just trying to copy the Japanese read, but, um, emotion doesn't necessarily translate with an exact copy of a read throughout language. Right. So yeah, I, I was just like, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so true. And, um, I mean, I hadn't been doing that entirely. I tried to give my own flair to it. But I was, I, as someone who's learning Japanese, um, and I could understand a, a substantial amount of the original Japanese film, I, the, like, the, um, the anime fan of me was just like, I need to preserve every,
every single breath and every single thing needs to be perfectly on time and I need to match the lips and I have to have the timing of every line perfectly right. And it's just like, I'm focusing way too much on that and not focusing on the emotion. So getting to just focus on the emotion and remember the original read, but not try to copy it and just try and follow that emotion um, was something new because I never had something that I could possibly copy from before that I like, instead of like, like voice doubles obviously are a different situations. You want to copy the original read of something, but um, yeah, with anime, you have to try not to try not to get in your own head too much about it, um, which I never really had a problem with. But it was really, really fascinating to learn about. It's it's much more different than I thought. Right? Yeah. There's like this tricky balance between preserving the initial intent with the source, or you know, at the same time as making sure the performance makes sense or reads correctly yeah. for who, who this, this new audience, this potentially new audience you're performing for like um, an English speaking audience. So it, it, it definitely is like an ongoing struggle. I, I definitely get that. <laughs> Especially when yeah, it comes to, sure. yeah, you want to respect what the material is trying to portray, like what the original creators wanted to do, what the original writers and actors wanted to do. But at the same time, now that you're have this added layer of like, like doing all of this in, in a way it's got it's like your own interpretation and adaptation of what those characters are supposed to do yeah and all yeah and also like stephanie might have like a read like a specific read in mind um for this it's like a certain line or a certain scene um and i could have gotten in on something like there was a few just like not very many but of just a few lines that i had um like a different direction I was going with that not like a complete direction with the read but with the emotion I was feeling she was just like no you need to be more like um you need to have more like not freaking out panic but I need to get out of your panic and I was just it was really fascinating to learn that and being able to learn to take direction like per like perfectly and um, I mean, I'm, I try to be as good as I can with taking direction and ask for different ways being said so I know I fully understand what they're trying to go for. But when it's something so specific that already has a picture, it needs to be right or else it can feel off in when you sync it up to the picture. So yeah, so like some lines we would have to, um, she was just like, I want it to go this way. And I was just like, whoa, I never even thought about it going that way. But you're, that's, that's so much better than what I had in mind. And, and it, it was just really, it was so eye opening. Honestly, it was such a learning experience for me. So there's the, um, you know, the recurring love song in the film that becomes yeah. this sort of very important, you know, storytelling piece throughout um, um, Ride Your Wave. You know, it's just, just this, it's just this poppy love song that, you know, Hinako and Minato um, sing together and find, you know, a kinship together through. And it's sung quite a lot. It's sung quite a lot, right? <laughs> so what were some of the things, you know, such as that, that you had to do for the film, film that were very noteworthy or memorable to you? Or were there other things that were going on that you recalled during, you know, the, you know, during the voiceover process behind Ride Your Wave that stood out to you? Um, yeah, and to the best of your ability without... Um, given away too many heavy spoilers, I would say. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like what, what what stood out to you like in what you had to do for this film? Well, singing, obviously, I love singing. I've been, I, my first voiceover role for Sophia the First, um, I had to sing for as well. So I'm singing and voiceover have gone along together with me a lot. Um, obviously for not all my roles, like Frosta, but 
um, for, for some of them, they've had singing. And so to be able to do singing in this role was amazing, mm -hmm. um, especially because the song is really great. And I loved the Japanese version and the English version. I actually love the English version's lyrics, but I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen the English version. Uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but um, I don't want to spoil the English lyrics. But yeah, I loved um, singing those first few lines, like the Kimi ga but in English, obviously, um, and being able to sing it in a whole bunch of different ways, like some are like really distraught and some are really like happy and some are panicked. Right. And so being able to sing with different emotions is really, really fun. And I, I love doing cute roles. It's like one of my favorite things, um, uh, to do cute noises. So anything <laughs> that had like a, or, or anything that's like a, like a, like a weird, uh, like effort or noise or like a panic noise or like when she drops something, she's just like, ah, right. And like, right. I, I love, love doing that. It's so much fun. Um, so anything that has efforts in it is always fun. Um, the swimming efforts were fun. Um, I, oh, I also got to do, I got the pleasure of doing, um, young Hinako as well as, um, the, um, grown-up Hinako that you see for most of the film. I got to do young Hinako as well. So I got to do the cute baby Hinako efforts, which were really fun because I love being, uh, I love playing really young characters. It's so much fun to do um, sweet voices for them. But yeah, I, I, but my one of my favorite things to record was the car scene. I don't want to spoil too much, but the car scene with Minato mm -hmm. um, was really fun because I just got to be super chill and kind of funny um, and a little bit like, like romantic, like first date awkwardness. Right, right. Um, and it was really, it was really sweet. I loved doing that. And I also um, loved doing the song, but I'm not gonna spoil anything about the song, but it's not really one scene or one thing, but I really, really loved doing the song. It was one of the last things we did. I think it was the last thing we did. And it was just so nice because I got to hear um, Joey's voice. Um, he's great, he plays Minato. Um, and I hadn't really heard him, um, his voice all that much because he, I think he started recording after I did. And so um, once he, I mean, I did, I got to hear us a little bit of his voice at the very end, once we had kind of kind of caught up to each other and we were at the same kind of place in the script. Um, and so I got to hear a few lines here and there, which was really nice because I had someone to play off of, which is always good because then you can make sure that the reads are going together. Of course, Stephanie is always on top of that, but it's really good to have your, hear it on, um, hear it yourself too. Um, but he had recorded the song first, so I got to sing um, along with him, which was really fun. Even though he wasn't in the booth and he wasn't actually there, I got to sing along with his recording uh, and play along with his funny jokes and, and laughs and cute um, little, um, little details he put in his read I got to go along with those um ideas and come up with new ones and it was really fun yeah it was a kind of a crazy for Stephanie though because it was a little bit off sync my singing from his <laughs> <laughs> recording remotely and so she was just like he starts like he me got and I'm just like he me got like a like a whole like beat and a half off and so she asked she doesn't she can't even tell that I'm in sync until she finishes um syncing them up together but yeah, it was still really fun. I loved doing it. So Masaki Yuasa is kind of like a known name, especially to like huge, huge anime fans, like even much older yeah. anime fans. And to many others otherwise in the States, like, you know, they're 
Um, a guest episode he contributed to Adventure Time was probably their first taste of the sort of work he does. And, you know, so to speak, Rider Wave has been commented as, quote unquote, kind of like his more normal works. <laughs> yeah. um, were you familiar with his stuff prior to this film? And can you just can you just talk to me more about like your other anime interests or even Western anime, uh, animation interests? Well, I'm, I'm a huge animation like nerd. I watched animation while I was growing up, like, like every day. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah. watched, like, even um, children's programming, I, I watched, like, Disney Junior, Nick Junior, all of the um, children's animation channels till I was, like, 12, and that's when I found anime. <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah, I, there's, like, a lot to appreciate yeah. it from, from like, but, all yeah, sorts of age groups. And I actually really, I love children's animation as well, so I'm, I love that whole world as well. I just, I, I feel like, the reason I was put on this earth is to make people um, smile and happy and bring people joy, whether that be through crying, um, uh, like getting out their emotions through crying or laughing or whatever. But yeah, I love animation. Um, and I've, I'd heard of Masaki Yuasa before because um, I've heard of um, Louvre the Wall, which is a great film. I watched it and it's actually, it's so pretty. And I love Lou. She's yeah. so cool. I watched English Love, especially because I wanted to hear um, Michael and um, Stephanie's performances. Um, and they were really good. And I just, uh, I mean, I, I, I just, I love, I, I, I'm, I used to, I liked dubs before. I mean, the first anime I watched was Sailor Moon English dub, like the original Sailor Moon English dub. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched Sailor Moon Crystal and all that. But yeah, I'm finding an even more new appreciation for dubs because it's just it's very it's it's hard work. Um, Definitely. And, and um, I and I understood it was hard work before, but now that I've actually gotten an opportunity to, to actually do it, which is I'm so blessed to have, I realize how hard it is. It's really difficult, um, and I give I'm so impressed by all the dub artists out there who do um, English dubs, and of course the original Japanese artists, but. Uh, vo- voiceover actors that do it as well but Masaki Wasa's work is absolutely beautiful and I love his stylized approach to things um I want to watch um the night is short walk on girl is that the right title I yes, really want to watch yes that one. it's it's definitely a good um, one too I would it say. looks absolutely stunning I've seen the trailer <laughs> and I, I've been actually well I've, I'd like to do a lot of research before I audition for something right, so right. when I got audition for this like I I watched a whole bunch of videos about Mas- Masaki Yuasa's work um, and like I watched clips of his previous um, films that he's worked on and that he's done, and I just really wanted to capture that feeling that he brings. Because even though this is his most normal film, <laughs> it is still ve- it still has his touch that yep. makes it yeah. very very signature to him, which is really really unique and awesome. So I'm really glad to be a part of it, especially because I just he's honestly an anime movie legend to put it very mm-hmm. short because i mean Louvre over the walls a stunning film and I, I i think that ride your wave is also very beautiful i cried when i watched it from here on out um how do you see your career evolving um are you interested in focusing on again on doing on-screen work or just voice acting or even both are you are, are you seeking to balance the two worlds um, or are you interested in exploring even maybe something entirely new at some point? Well, I love all forms of acting, so I'm up for anything, really. Um, I mean, I've been doing on camera my whole life. 
uh, not my whole life, but like my whole acting career has been mostly on camera. Um, and voiceover came a few years later once I was old enough to, you know, read a script on my own. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I love voiceover and I love on camera too, but especially with the current situation, like voiceover is just so amazing and you get to, you can literally be anything in voiceover. And I think that freedom and that like incredible creativity, like you can be a bird or a slug or a squirrel or a giant monster or a superhero. And like literally anything is possible in animation. And I think that's why I get so drawn to it because I love fantasy and I love being able to do character voices and things like that. And I love, I do love on screen. Um, and I feel, I really want to do more anime because I've been, obviously I've been an anime fan for a very long time. And this role was like a dream role for me. So honestly, I, hopefully I can do more anime cause it was so much fun. And I want to do more voiceover and more on camera once this whole situation calms down. But yeah, I mean, I just had the, the new season of Alexa and Katie on Netflix, the, my on camera show that just finished. Um, the last season just came out um, a few weeks back. So if you want to check that out, that's cool. And also my other animated show, Shira and the Princesses of Power, where I play Frosta, um, one of the Princesses of Power, also just had their fin the final season come out on Netflix. So yeah. Exciting. I have a lot of things. A lot of my projects are like fine. I like, like all coming out at this point. So it's pretty crazy. <laughs> like a flood of like <laughs> just yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't say anything I can't say anything I, I know you gotta like <laughs> I know it's like you have to like bundle up your excitement it's like oh shoot I can't I can't oh, you, you know can't spoil anything can't say too much yeah I get it, I yeah. get it. and I have a lot of things like I want to um do like I really want to get do more twitch I'm trying to work out all the glitches that I'm having and make sure that I can do because I really like um talking to people yeah and yeah and stuff and finding people that like the things I like, like anime. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I want to do more Twitch. Um, but I'm I'm really like focused on voiceover right now, especially because of Fredger Wave. And I'm just that's like the train that I'm super excited about right now. <laughs> I'm just so excited to see it and watch it with my family. Yeah, and it can like probably only go up from here, let's be honest. You know, like that's like a great <laughs> You know, like yeah. you said, as like your first role in this, like your first role kind of dubbing anime, that's, that is like huge. That is a big deal. And, I know. Yeah. I would have freaked out if it was like a tiny, like a, like a tiny role. I mean, no yeah. role is a small role, but like, right. I would have like been so happy if I was just like, like even like the background noise of people talking. <laughs> so for this to be my first anime role is like, mind-bogglingly amazing so i am so blessed honestly well so thank you so much for having this time to chat with me through all of this thank you thank you so much um you know well, it was really fun talking to you yeah. thank you for having me yeah do you have anything else you would like to say to add on the best way to kept to find me and what i'm doing is on my instagram it's the place where i'm most active even though i have a twitter i should use it more uh, I most pop I most um like use my Instagram the most. So it's at Merritt Layton if you wanna see my future projects. That's for all the people listening out there. Um and I hope that um you all enjoy the English dub of Ride Your Wave because we worked really hard on it and it's such a stunning movie, so just go check it out. Like watch 
I, like even if it's just the Japanese one, watch it, please. It's so good. I cried so hard. It's really stunning, not just with the story, but visually. And it's such a great story about grief and loss and moving forward through that pain um, and riding the waves of life. And it's just such a great message. So yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to keep up with us, you can visit animatesforadults.com, follow us on Twitter at AFA Blog, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and Tumblr. If you would like to support us and also get some extra bonus material, you can support us on Patreon, or you can make a one-off donation via PayPal or Ko-Fi. We'll see you soon. Just keep swimming. Then I dropped some garlic and croutons on there, and the rest is salad history. I made the best salad ever, people, and now I'm making the best app. The Caesar Sportsbook app got live in-game betting, parlays, and Caesar rewards. Caesar salad ain't got nothing on my app. Nothing. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat 1-888-532-3500. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app. Your app is ready, Emperor. At Bush Gardens Christmas Town, rekindle the spirit of holiday traditions for you and your family. Delight in the wonder of over 10 million twinkling lights. Cherish the moments as you enjoy new holiday shows and visit Santa and Rudolph. And immerse yourself in a world transformed by the season at the world's most beautiful theme park. The holidays shine brightest at Bush Gardens Christmas Town. Select dates through January 2nd. Right now, it's the best deal of the season. Save over 50% with tickets as low as $24.99. Restrictions apply.